not a lot of people know yet. And so it's been this little secret egg that my goose butt's been keeping warm, waiting to hatch. Finding the truth in the ridiculousness of musical theater is... That's what makes the hair stand up in the back of my neck. That's what I like. You are listening to Made of Human, also known as the Mopad, a podcast hosted by Sophie Hagen, who is a Danish comedian. Mopad. Trying to find out Mopad. how to do life. Mopad. But it turns out Mopad. nobody knows So, just to give you an image of the situation, it's raining outside. I think you call it a drizzle. <laughs> Am I wrong? That's probably wrong. Like a light rain. It's so dark, even though it's 2 p.m. in the afternoon. I am sitting in... Uh, I, I bought a really oversized shirt, which is... I just want to uh, call myself out. It's problematic because uh, people who are... Uh, super fat people who are uh, the fatter you are the harder it is to find clothes so for people who are smaller for, for for anyone to buy clothes that's a lot bigger than they are they are taking away clothes from the people who uh, have uh, difficulties finding clothes anywhere of course this is with the caveat that there are some people who suffer from body dysmorphia and other sort of psychologically charged um mental health issues that make it impossible for them to wear clothes that's tight and smaller. All of that being said, I'm just very aware of what I've done and which of it's, it's shitty. It's shitty to have done that. And it's important to say that. Uh, however, it's really cozy and it's very warm and it's so soft. And it, this is so, I'm going to say autumnal, autumnal. Is that, I'd never heard that word, that word before in my life in this, this autumn about every everyone uses it all the time autumnal it's very nice i like it it's very cozy i will need uh is it d vitamin d soon otherwise the uh the good old winter depression is gonna sneak up sneak up on me but as of now i have a, a lit candle it's a candle i got for i don't know christmas or birthday from um, my good friend my favorite person mark watson it's a Scandinavian candle that's supposed to smell like home. And I, by home, I assume it means Denmark. It just sort of smells of candle. And I think it was very expensive because it's a fancy brand. So um, public service announcement. You can't buy the smell of Denmark. But it's cozy. Not hygge. I'm not going to say hygge, but it's cozy. I, uh, I'm going to let you listen to the episode very soon with Trevor Dion Nicholas. We recorded this in July and we've not been allowed to release it yet because he had a big, big secret, which uh, no one was meant to know until now. Now it's out there and uh, you can know in case we choose a different title than one that is a revel revelationary, then I'm not going to say it now, but the secret will will be set very early on in the episode, I think I remember. And it's a very exciting secret. It makes me very, 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 very excited. So I hope you do enjoy the chat I have for Trevor. Personally, I am... I mean, I'm going to I'm gonna rant a bit. It's not a rant. It's a... It's going to be a mess of... I have... Ugh, ugh, I feel sick even saying it. Ugh, I have what I think... Ugh, 
it, oh, I'm not going to say it's a date because I think date is more. You say it's a date, don't you? If it is a date, you say let us go on a date, and then and then you go on the date, and then that's definitely a date. This isn't a date, but it's but it's it feels flirty, so it feels like it's like a potentially romantic, potentially sexual meeting. Because why else would you meet someone you've only met twice and you have flirted with them? Is that is that, is that you know people don't just make new friends like that without a? Do you know what I mean? And it is, it is fucking me up. I'll be honest with you. It is fucking up my brain. And it's a guy. Of course, it's a guy. I'm the least, least gay bisexual person. Of course, it's a, of course, it's a man. And it's a man. And he's, of course, like, brilliant. (laughs) Yeah, he's brilliant. Whatever. Uh, Don't know him that well. And it's awful. It's awful. I, I don't want to. I feel... I feel like throwing up. I, f- I feel like moving to another country and changing my name and just never returning to the to the to the this country ever again. <sighs> like it makes me want to vote leave. Like can we please make Brexit happen so I can be sent home and I, I never have to to meet this person again who's making me terrified. I once sat on um I w- I was going to go on a third date with a guy. I can't believe I made it to the third date with a guy. And I was supposed to meet him at Euston Station in London and I was so scared and I ended up hiding under under a staircase. I was hiding and I, I still have to, I had a notebook in my bag and I was taking notes and I was just writing in this notebook, you are hiding under a staircase, what are you doing? What are you doing? You're an adult person and you're hiding? What are you afraid of? I don't know what I'm afraid of. I don't know. I don't think it's rejection. I don't You know what? I think I'd welcome rejection. I don't think it's disappointment. So I would welcome the disappointment of like meeting him. Like I've gone one other date before where the and I'm not I can't even say what this guy said the second I met him because it's so offensive and would hurt people. Uh and then later on, yes, because I didn't just leave because I, I didn't know how to leave. Uh, he tried to sell me to a businessman. So I'm not scared of that. I think that's, if anything, it's a bit fun. It's more... Oh, God, I don't know. I don't know what I'm scared of. The, maybe I'm scared that it's not bad and it's not a rejection. I once hung out with a oh, fellow comedian, fellow podcaster, shout out. Um, well, I was not going to say who. Um, it's a Canadian podcaster. Uh, super hot, super amazing. Oh, God. Uh, we ended up hanging out. We ended up kissing. And we must have kissed for maybe six seconds. And I just pulled away. And I was just like, what are we going to do? What What if we What if we like each other? Then what? Then what? Am I going to move to Canada? I'm not going to move to Canada. You can move to London. I don't think you're going to move to London. What are we going to do? Huh? What about the children? What about the children? And he just looked at me. I was like, well, you know, maybe we just start by kissing, which is a fair reaction. And I think that's the level of panic. (laughs) That's where I'm at, is I cannot see this as just meeting a guy, hanging out. Let's see what happens. I'm like, oh, my God, this is either the best or the worst. And even the best is, is also the worst. Oh, I don't even know how to meet someone. I don't know how to meet someone. What do I, like, because I'm clearly insane, and that's not ableist, because I am insane. Like, I I see a therapist quite a lot. I'm pretty sure I can reclaim insane, as the word was intentionally 
uh, meant to be used as. Um, I'm insane. What do I do? Do you know? Oh, hi. What do you do for a living? I tell jokes. What do you do? Something normal. That sounds nice. Hey, before we become a normal couple that um, goes on uh, to uh, on couple dates with, with other couples and we uh, hold hands and walk on the beach and we watch Netflix. I don't know what couples do. But before we do all these normal couple things, uh, I should probably just let you know that I have um, a CPTSD and OCD and anxiety <laughs> and just a bit of a tendency towards depression. So I'm also I'm an introvert. I have social anxiety. I don't like to leave the house. Ideally, we never leave the house. I don't really like other people. I'm a Scorpio, by the way, and I'm not saying that I believe in all of that stuff, but I really, really do. I just can't explain it. Uh, so I'm a very intense sort of person. Also, I've already done your horoscope. I'm going to need to know what time you were born, though. <laughs> I feel like there's some Scorpio in you, but you're probably just a Taurus, and I make that mistake a lot. So you also need to agree with every single thing I believe in politically, uh, and I don't really want to explain it to you because I'm tired of educating people, especially men, by the way. Uh, I'm not going to be your mother. I'm not going to teach you how to go about in society. Also, uh, just uh, be aware that I could at any point just um, uh, just disappear, just go to another country because I get scared of something. So, okay, where are you going? Come back. If that was in any way tiring to listen to, imagine what it's like uh, being me and living in my head. Right, at least I got that out. I think I'm just going to go try and take one step at a time, like literally just focus on the next step. You know, put on jacket, put on shoes. Oh God, which shoes? Because the sneakers are, are, are gross now, and uh, but the Doc Martin boots hurt after a while, and it would be embarrassing if I suddenly couldn't walk and I had to walk in my socks, and he would just think I was not a real adult. But see, can't even take one step at a time. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, I will now let you relax a bit <laughs> with um, with this episode uh, in which I speak to my good friend, the incredible musical theatre superstar, Trevor Dion Nicholas. Uh, a gentle reminder that I am on tour. Please come. <laughs> Please come. Uh, I'm on tour of the UK until June 2020. And from then on, I'll probably already be starting on a new tour. Uh, so please go to my website, sign up for my newsletter and come and see me on tour. I can't wait to meet you all. Uh, either for the first time or again. Uh, please enjoy this episode with the incredible Trevor Dion Nicholas. I'm sure there's some like buried in these chairs. <laughs> That's what's somewhere. There's wood there. in there somewhere. The time I once um, did a gig with a, a comedian who was very like paranoid and a bit strange, and we're in the dressing room, sort of like this. And he said, like, oh, I'm buying a house. Well, oh, let's see. It's not gone through yet. And then he went to, like, knock on wood. And there was just no wood. It was plastic. He went one minute. And then he ran. And I just sat there for so long. And then I looked out the window. And he was running on the parking lot towards, like, the forest. He's and then like, he, like, touched, he touched a tree. And then he came running back. It felt like a movie. And he came all the way back. And he was like, oh yeah. So, God. anyways, we're buying a house. <laughs> oh, my God. So, the, the like, the, the superstition was, was running deep. Yeah, it really it was. was running super deep. <laughs> Jesus. Um, uh, and now he's cancelled because he's done a bad thing. Um, so, it was Louis C.K. Got it. <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was just gigging with Louis C.K. Perfect, perfect, perfect. <laughs> in a small town in England. Uh, oh, can mean, we talk about cancel culture today? Yes, please. Okay, because okay. I, I, I... It's, it's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're recording now, so talk, oh. talk away. Well, hey. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I have so much... I mean, what... Okay, we're going to talk about that. Let, in case... I mean, if people haven't... If people don't already know you, usually I will make people introduce themselves, but mm-hmm. you've already done an episode, so people could realistically just go back in time. And they should do that anyway. They should I do think that they anyway. should. I think anybody listening should re-listen to all of your past episodes, <laughs> yeah. um, and then come back to this point. And then it's like they've time traveled. It's like that's the closest. That true. Oh no! I actually said something a couple weeks ago to my dresser when I said, "Oh, what the hell did I say?" Oh, I said like whenever you have like like a sense of it can be either like a happy memory or sometimes a sense of trauma but like when you hear like a song that reminds you of that like yeah. you hear like oh this song and you're immediately like oh i remember that time but you also yeah. remember what that time felt like and like yeah. sometimes that can be related to like a person or like or or not just experience but like like it's usually in, uh, we tend to relate it with like romantic relationships and like or like some, either something physical with somebody or but you remember okay this song reminds me of this and i was like that's probably the most real realistic sense of time travel that we experience because in that moment, your whole body feels like it did back then. Like everything feels the way it did at that point. And that doesn't, that's not, I, I don't want to say that's not normal, but that's not, that's not, that's not to be laughed at. That yeah. that, that experience is, is really genuine. And it's like, that's, that's like, it's like time travel. Did something trigger that? Was that, when you said that? Was <laughs> yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I actually a... had an ex who, uh, slid into the dms and so i uh we hadn't spoken in uh this is an interesting story to open with uh <laughs> we hadn't spoken in like six years and the last time we spoke we were messaging and it got a little nasty and like because it started with a conversation about like closure now mind you oh. that was six okay so we broke up 12 years ago wow. we literally broke up 12 years ago and then six years ago um uh, we were like having the closure closure conversation, wow. and that devolved quickly, and like ended up in another argument. So it was like, <laughs> and then we both blocked each other, and like, okay, clearly we shouldn't be attempting to have this closure conversation. So then, like a few weeks ago, she slides into the DMs, and I'm like, what the hell is this? And uh, and it's uh, and it was just saying she's like, oh, I was watching this band, and it reminded me of our time together and it really like in all honesty it really fucked me up for a bit like I was like this is this is it felt I felt shitty I felt bad like I felt like I felt anxious and I felt nervous and I felt like like I didn't want to communicate with this person and it was like it was it really caught me off guard and I didn't know I didn't try to respond I didn't think to respond I was just like ignore but it really like took me through through a journey and it really like spiraled me for a minute and like but uh, so that's how the conversation started yeah. that, like, that this i had the i had the time and the worst thing was it was it was uh it was the killers who i still really like oh. and i was like now i can't listen yeah, to the killers for ruined. a while now i can't listen to them for a while i'm like oh oh yeah we did used to listen to the killers i forgot about that so was that you said it could either be like a good memory or a trauma is yeah. that a trauma or like a mixture of both because yeah. i mean like you look back at any relationship and you can find things that were wonderful and things that were not wonderful but it's like yeah we're all we're all shitty people so when we get reminded <laughs> of 
other times we were shitty or times people were shitty to us, it can get really traumatic all over again. It's what my it's literally what my new show is about. Really? Especially this and I I tell I mean I don't tell in details, but I I talk about exactly that, the being triggered uh having something trigger your memory and how it's never it's rarely a really good thing. No, so it's really. you really want to forget. It's rarely a really good thing. Okay, so oof, I don't know how specific I want to get with this. So it's been a while since we've done this and a lot I know, has, a so lot, much has happened. A lot of like personal journey stuff has happened as well. And so I had without being specific, and I don't want to be specific because there's other people involved who may have mm. had similar 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 bouts of repression. I I like uncovered a repressed memory from from my childhood and it was a it was a oh, oh oh this really messed me up. And so like it was literally it was mid show and I was getting my makeup done. <laughs> the worst timing. And uh and Laura who's doing my makeup we were having a conversation about uh like surviving trauma as a kid and like the way that Yeah. Pretty much everybody suffers some trauma as a child, and then you learn either how to deal with it or how not to, and like, and it affects who we are as a, as adults. And um, as we were going through like different types of stuff, I was like, wait, 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 and it was literally like mid conversation, a door flew open that oh. had been closed for a very long time, and I, I had, I had, I had, I had, wit I, uh, oh, this is difficult. Um, I witnessed, I, as a kid, as a kid, I was probably six or seven, we were saying. I witnessed, um, uh, I witnessed a sexual assault as a kid. And, like, Holy I had shit. completely blocked it out of my memory. Like, oh. I had no memory of it until that moment. And it was like everything came rushing back. I got really emotional. Um, it was really difficult to continue through the show. Oh, my God. Uh... I ended up like trying to process it and like I had this memory of talking to my mom about it and so I called my mom a couple days later like a few days later I called my mom to discuss it and then it was the realization that she's like you remember telling me but you never told me she's like you never talked to me about this wow so she's and so my mom was like and she had a good perspective on it she's like but as kids you get to a point where there's certain things where you p protect your parents from as well mm. and I was like oh no and so it's really taking, that was probably like, that was like January when this happened. Wow. I think, like December, January. And so I'm more, I'm less, I'm less affected by it now than I was when I re-remembered yeah. the shitty memory. Yeah. But it was, it really messed me up. And of it's course. like this idea of like, yeah, whenever these things get, when you get reminded of things that you forget. It's rarely something good. And it's like my brain. Because why would you forget the good things, basically? Why would you forget the good things? Why would you forget the good things? And like, not that you remember the good things correctly anyway. No, no, no. Because our memory is, the human memory is less than accurate at best. But uh, no, to like fully repressed memory. I did not remember this happened until Whoa. something in our conversation. It was like... It, like a light bulb went on and I wanted to turn it back off. But it yeah, was too late. but that wouldn't have happened if your brain wasn't ready to, like, now we deal with this. True. I mean, true. your brain is a like bit of a Like 30 dickhead. years later. Like yeah, your brain's a bit of a later. dickhead to choose, you know. Mid show, right, yeah. like mid performance, yeah. <laughs> um, but so that's also your brain saying, 
So, can you process this piece? Because we couldn't yeah. back then. Yeah. So, have you done that? Have you processed it? I don't know if I have, honestly. Yeah. Um, my mother's advice and like other people close to me, the advice had been, you should talk to somebody, and I haven't. Mm. And I haven't. This is oh, this is really messing me up. Even thinking about it now, because from that point, I. Like, I always, like, have some, like, anxiety stuff, and, like, I don't, I don't really, like, we've talked about, I don't, like, love crowds and, like, yeah. like, stuff like that. But, like, I have, like, some anxiety stuff that usually bubbles up, but uh, from, like, it, I guess it would have been December, because from, like, December through, like, March, I was having horrible anxiety attacks, like, full-on, like, on, like, walk into my house drop to my knees and just like wow like s screaming into a pillow crying like I was like completely uncontrollable and I was like and I thought it was just like fear of change because the show was finishing and like and like but I think I think Things and I'm still like out to the surface maybe yeah I I probably still have a lot of processing with this yeah. to do and uh but that's what you're here for, right? <laughs> yes. This is why I have uh, taken upon me to become your therapist. Yes, perfect. Are perfect. you open to see it, to being in therapy? Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. seem like yeah, you yeah. would yeah, be. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm open to try. You seem like the perfect. I'm open to try anything. You, you, you're open about things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, now uh, you're connecting with your... And I'm honest with myself about what I feel and, and what I avoid and what I like, like I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty into, at least I think I am. I think I'm, I try to be pretty in tune with my own brain and my own psyche and my emotions and like, be like, okay, I'm feeling this because of this. I'm responding this way because of this. I'm angry because of this, or I'm not reacting because I'm protecting this thing. Like I, I, I tend to self analyze what I think as well, but a professional would probably do a better job than I would. Well, I think it's sort of like, like if you have an injury, you, you sort of feel like, oh, I probably stretched this or I should probably rest or I should probably, you know, you can sort of feel what your body needs right now, but mm -hmm. a professional would be like, yeah, but we need to make sure, it, you know, you That's don't, a good point. it doesn't heal wrong. Or That's you a don't, good point. That's a good and point. It doesn't come back or. Oh God, sort of, yes. It's sort of what that, and it is, it is, it is interesting. Like I'm, I'm reading a book about how trauma gets stored in the body and it is wild. The connection between body and trauma. It makes sense though. I mean, it makes yeah. sense though, because so much oh, of it your, makes so much sense, so much of your day to day mental process informs what you're feeling physically mm -hmm. and what you're experiencing physically. So much of it, um, to the point that if I'm doing a show, if I have an achy show, like, and I mean, like, if the show's achy, achy like, if my muscles are sore, oh. and, like, because, like, it's a physically intensive performance anyway, but, like, if I'm doing a show and I have an achy one, um, and then, like, say it's a two-show day, and then the next show, if I just, like, go get a coffee in between and, like, kind of, like, chill out, and, like, if I don't really do anything physically different, but I'm giving myself yes there's caffeine so that the stimulant itself mm. is going to your body's going to respond differently but like if i give myself the mental break in between that can really inform the second show and make it 
magically physically simpler and like I don't know am I breaking the I've never said it out loud so am I breaking the magic by 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 speaking it by speaking it into the air um no I think it's but, absolutely true but like, like I could, yeah so it makes sense that like trauma affecting the physical form it stays it stays in it stays yeah. in your body because you can forget inside your brain but you're like my i'm seeing like a body therapist i'm seeing two therapists mm -hmm. Don't, no big deal oh, don't want to wow, be special wow, but wow. like i'm seeing two you're dripping in therapists <laughs> i'm so broken <laughs> <laughs> so one is a trauma expert so that's talking that's talking about it why are you doing the things you're doing what actually happened etc mm -hmm. and the other one is body therapy so that is um, she's ho she's horrible. She's a devil, right? So she's like, sit, feel your butt, like ground yourself, you know, like feel your feet on the floor, mm -hmm. feel your butt on the seat, feel your, and then like once you're really grounded and you're really present, then she'll go. So your grandfather, how did that feel? And oh, you basically, I know. <laughs> so what you're doing is like when you're a child, traumatic thing happens. Your brain goes self protection, so it goes shut down, shut down, shut down. But that means you never fully process it. You never fully, you know, you don't. So the her example was, if you like walk around the corner and then someone goes boo, and then you get this shock. You're like, oh! but then what happens is you tell yourself, no, it's just your friend. Don't worry about it. We're fine, and then you're fine. You relax again, and then you kind of almost shake it off, right? You, you know, when you've had a big, oh, you shake it off. Whew. But a trauma is basically boo, and then you keep that inside because you never you never tell yourself it's okay. Don't worry, we're fine. You never process the feelings wow you really got scared there didn't you but it was just your friend everything's fine no you just put so it in a you, box somewhere yeah so like... you keep that so basically what the trauma I mean this is very simplified <laughs> but then the trauma therapist what she does is she brings you back to and then she goes now everything's fine everything's okay so you feel you have to feel the things through instead of putting them away because now you're an adult now you can deal with it <sighs> oh my god I know it's horrible <laughs> it's horrible that sounds I mean it sounds very beneficial mm. But it doesn't sound easy. But I mean, it's what, the worst what, thing I've ever had what to do. things that are helpful are ever usually easy? Like, <laughs> yeah. other than like, like no, no, that's not true. When I comfort eat, that's helpful, oh, and I'm not, so I'm not mad about it one bit. Yeah. It makes me feel fucking great. <laughs> What's your favorite comfort food? Um, my favorite frosting. Oh yeah. Not even the cake itself. No, like fuck the cake. cake. The cake, cake is ship. the cake is. A delivery vessel for it's an excuse the the sh sugar and butter like yeah. like no one hundred percent one hundred percent frosting absolutely like, uh, cake what do you call cake um what do you call the thing in between like layers of cake you'd have like like a custard almost like a yellowy creamy oh, kind of thing no I, I like know. I don't know what they call it here I don't know what they call it here either yeah but it's good but like if it was American it would just be more frosting like. <laughs> Frosting to me is very, like, almost like hard and sugary and hard, right? Where the, the thing in the middle is always very soft, like custardy. I feel you, but I want, like a, I want like a buttercream icing. So, like, okay, oh, yes, also because I'm American, we tend to misplace the use of frosting and icing. And so, oh. yes, yes, yes. I have a friend, uh, Melissa, if she listens to this. Well, she calls me out on it all the time. Whenever I, if I say frosting and I mean icing, which of course I appreciate being corrected in public all the time. But uh, <laughs> um, I don't even know what the is there a difference or is it just a different. Apparently, word? there's a difference, but I don't know what it is. I just love my favorite is like buttercream, like a really delicious really buttercream frosting icing. That thing, that it sounds amazing. That I would literally eat a tub of it right does now. Does that stem from buttermilk? No. Oh, is that a stupid question? No, because there's straight up butter in it. Oh, wow. 
It's like butter, confectioner sugar. Usually some vanilla extract. <laughs> some type of flavoring, depending on how you want it to go. Uh, but like, oh my god, it's so good. It's oh, so good. Yeah. Why I'm is buttercream so good? Why is sugar so good? I just remember coming like going downstairs, I got I was a child at full speed. It's not even a childhood trauma, it's much better. And I was like, Oh, I'm suddenly awake. Where's my mom? Oh, she's still downstairs. I went downstairs, my mom sat like with a really guilty look on her face and just ate like custard. It's like cake custard from a just of a bowl. Living her best life. That sounds like the opposite of a childhood go trauma. Go back to bed. <laughs> Mother May I have some? No, you go back to bed just shoveling it in. I'm like, yeah, fair point. Parental shame. Parental shame. <laughs> but you witnessed it. Yeah. That's like the opposite of walking in on your teenage son. Like <laughs> <laughs> And the heebie jeebies, yes. No need to talk about them. <laughs> um, so uh that's interesting. Yeah. That yeah, you're yeah. beginning to what do you know what preempted it in terms and what I mean by that is I think usually we start getting in touch with these things when we're at a point where we can handle it. Mm. Were you are you I mean apart from that, are you in a place in your life where basically where are we meeting you in your life right now? Where are you at like emotionally I in am your, in the well, journey of your entire life? Today is the fifth the fifteenth of July. Yes, it is. Two thousand nineteen. Um <laughs> Which isn't the day this will this will go no, we to the internet, but this is the fifteenth of July, two thousand nineteen. And where am I in my life? I am preparing to close uh, Aladdin, the musical, the Disney musical, the Prince Edward Theater, and I've been doing it here for three and a half years. And I was doing it on Broadway a year before that, and I feel liberated and terrified all at the same time because for almost half a decade, this has been the major focus point of my life and in a little more than a month it's done it's done it's done and I'm done playing the genie for now never say never um but it's done and I'm aiming in a different direction and uh I it would make sense that Preparing for all that, all those those moments of insecurity and that are coming. Those those performer the performer insecurity, the performer anxiety that we all have. Like every time you finish anything, you're like, "That's the last time I'm ever going to work." Every mm-hmm. time you finish anything, your immediate response is, "Well, that's it. My career's over." Like, I'll just go collect dust and <laughs> yell at, scream at children. Um, yeah, you seemed really like when I spoke to you a while ago. You you were a bit nervous. You were you seemed a bit nervous. You seemed like I don't know what I'm going to be doing after this. Yeah, like, this this is nothing. I'm less nervous today because now I have a new gig. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, um, so I'm less nervous today. I'm less nervous today because now I know what I'm doing after, and you know what I'm doing. I know you because I texted you and told and you about it. I and... lo- I I reacted stronger to that than I've reacted to anything that happened to me in my career. <laughs> I'm excited though. Like, Holy it's a, shit! So it's, a, so it's put me in a different. Well, tell people. You can tell. We won't put this out until you're allowed to say it to people, anyway. Okay, so this will not be. I promise. And here's you the thing. Not. And if something goes wrong, if something goes wrong, and by some some chance, like the show closes before I go into it, 
or they decide, oh my god, we've made a terrible mistake. Let's not hire this man. Or I'll never put this out. Then. Or something. Then we'll I'll just edit we'll just we'll out. just chop all this out. Yeah. But um, I will be uh, staying here in London. I'll still be performing on the West End here in London. I um, I get to continue to use my natural American accent. I don't have to put oh, on. Shit, yeah. Yes, I don't have to put on an accent. Um, and I will be playing an American. I'll be playing a very important American. This is really fun. I'm really drawing this out. I'm really drawing this out because honestly, it's still weird for me to say this out loud, but I'm way, way hype about it. But I will be going into the uh, West End London production of Hamilton as George Washington. And so I start performing in November, which is crazy. It's and insane. Like, it's insane. It's insane. Yes. But my birthday is in November, so I feel like it's like a perfect... Thinking, of course you're a Scorpio. I was thinking it's like... it all the way through this. I've been thinking that for so long now. But it's like the perfect birthday oh present God. for it. So like, like, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm hyped. So I'm oh. less nervous now because I know what I'm doing. Um, but like, not a lot of people know yet. And so it's uh, it's been this little secret egg that my goose butt's been... Keeping uh, warm, waiting to hatch. Is there a... I feel like there's no bigger part. To I play. mean, Alexander Hamilton. Sure, but His like... name is Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> and there's a million things he hasn't done. I see, I see you've been rehearsing that. <laughs> have I? Have I? <laughs> yeah, but that's once... I mean, even that, I mean... I feel like... I feel like it's a really good role for me... Um, to diversify after being the genie for so long. Yeah. Um, and it's a really different direction. It's a really different tone of show, um, very different type of storytelling. And I really get to show what else I'm capable of. And that is, that is hashtag blessed. Like I'm, I'm excited about that. I'm really excited about that. I'm really excited to get to be challenged and explore and learn new things about myself as a person and as a performer through this role and I'm excited for the frustration that'll come initially and I'm excited for the 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 joy that comes whenever you get that victory like when you get over the wall of like difficulty and like I'm excited to get it into my body and to experience it and to like have this basically a year of just one of the honestly one of the most most well-written shows mm. I've ever experienced and to get to be a part of that is is I, I feel I feel really lucky and I feel really I'm gonna give myself I'm gonna give myself a little little pat on the back. I, I feel proud of myself that, that I'm like made it through the process because it was an intense audition process. Like it was I can intense. Imagine. It was intense. It was Are intense. Are you allowed to talk about it? I uh, to a point yeah probably. Um like it was like because I was in and I was the callbacks, the recalls kept coming and like so did they seek you out or did you see there was an opening like how does it work well so like my agent and i kind of had talked about it that this was something i was interested in yeah and it's like if they've got space because of course somebody has to be leaving to like yeah come in and um it was it was it 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 worked the timing worked out well with Mm. when aladdin was closing and when their cast change was when they've got new cast coming in and I, uh, so we reached out and they were like, yeah, they, they, they were like, yeah, we'll, we'll see him for it. And so, uh, it was intense. That was honestly, that was the most I've ever like been dripping with sweat from an audition. And I'm, and what's crazy is it's not a physical role. 
Yeah. Like, it's not like I was doing cartwheels and tap dancing like I yeah. am now. He's very still, isn't he? He's very still. But emotionally, like, this audition, like, I was like, this was... It felt like it felt like rehearsal. It didn't feel like an audition. And that's not a bad thing. And I was just like, okay, okay, okay. But it also allowed me to... It informed me of what... It informed me early on what what was going to be expected. And it was another level of professionalism and of and of performance ability and I am 100% here for that so yeah so what did you have to go in and do a whole a few songs yeah 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 so they sent me like a good amount of material and I tried my best to like learn it get off book not have to actually look at the pages in my hand and uh and I did that I so did you did you what I mean have you seen how many have you how many George Washington's, have you seen I've seen yourself? three different ones. I've so seen three different ones. Have you seen them and then gone, I guess you have to find out what would my George Washington be like? Well, yeah, because if you... You're not just trying you, to emulate whatever no, they're doing. No, 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 That's no, no. That's not how it um, Because, I mean, there's people that do that, um, that go into, not specifically for, for this, but like they can go, that will go into an audition and try to emulate what they've seen done with a character. And I think that is... For me, mm. that is never going to be a choice I'm going to make because if anything, uh, the fun, the same fun that I've had with the genie uh, is the the ability to filter myself through the character. And so I wanted to do that same thing with this. And so I'm like, okay, finding the pieces of me that exist in the character that's already written mm. and then bringing those forward and then finding the pieces in the character that that coincide with who I am and like finding this marriage of the two. And so, um, and a lot of that work initially is homework and it's like, I'm doing that myself and trying to find, find those things in those moments and those, so that it rings true and honest. And that's like, I mean, I've said that to you before, like that's my main thing is I feel like finding the truth in the, the ridiculousness of musical theater is, is my, that's my, that's what makes the hair stand up in the back of my neck. That's what I like. I'm going to ask a really, really dumb question now. Ask it. <laughs> so, is there a difference between how, I mean, I feel like this is an obvious yes, but maybe not. Is there a difference between how you, like, technically sing and how the character is? Does that make any sense? Like, if you, were, if you decided he was one persona, mm -hmm. would he be singing differently than if you decided he was another persona? Or is it all in... I mean, it depends. In the... Are the, is it all face and body? It depends. It depends. It depends. Like the the singing technique t should not change because uh -huh. that's what keeps you singing healthy and keeps you singing healthy for a long time. <laughs> but like, I mean, like if I'm playing a character that has a paralyzed larynx, it's going to sound a little different. <laughs> um, but like those things. This is this is lesser than 101. Yeah. Like, oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> But uh, so technically, no, it should it should not affect the actual physical way that I sing, but it may affect the way that a certain sound comes out or more. It may affect the way it affect the way that something is explained or is told like storytelling wise. Uh -huh. And so but physically, the instrument should be the instrument of the body should be <laughs> operating the same way to maintain vocal, long term vocal health, which is the other goal of doing this for a living long term vocal health. And also, your, your, the audiences will be so 
different, I imagine. Like, oh yeah, Aladdin is most is that mostly families? Well, like, I mean, well, like it's it's a mixture, but like we do like our matinees. We have a much younger audience in the matinees. We'll have school groups in the matinees. Yeah. Um, and they have a very they different type Jafar, of, don't they? Mm-hmm. Which I love. Sometimes they boo Jafar. They shouldn't. They really shouldn't. They really shouldn't. Sometimes they'll boo Jafar. There's I do nothing little, else like. I do an internal little cute. eye roll when they boo Jafar. I'm like, oh god. Really? <laughs> like, well, but, I remember the first time I asked, well, that was Lion King, and they booed um, Scar. This? Yeah, and I just <laughs> this is something so horrible and funny about it that these children <laughs> just cannot differentiate. No, this no, no. Professional actor who's like really fucking talented. It's it's different if it's like if it's everybody. like a five year old as opposed oh, yeah. to like. A fifteen-year-old who's who's yeah, <laughs> going oh. too far. It happens. Really? It happens. Oh, it that's happens. Not okay. But uh, not all the time. But it happens. But Hamilton, um, I, like when I saw Hamilton in London, it was it was the first time I've ever seen a large group of British people show emotion. Oh, like there was proper like. It like energy. Yeah. It felt like the same energy as when I saw it in New York. Yeah. Where I was yeah, like, yeah. that's I not usually I how I experience. Mm-hmm. You've seen that. You, you no, know it, it's the it, same. It, it brings a different. The piece itself is so well crafted and well written. It brings, it naturally pulls a, a different type of energy from the, the cast, and it naturally pulls a different type of energy from the audience. Like it, it just—it's almost impossible not to feel. It's like it forces you to feel all the feels on mm. every side of it. Like whether you're sitting watching it or whether you're up a part of it, it forces you to feel all the feels. And it's so I'm excited to. Are you prepared for that? No. Changing your feelings? No. Like your, your emotional... No. 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 <laughs> I don't have to be prepared yet. It's July. I'll be prepared. I'll be prepared. When this airs, I'll be prepared. Yeah, you That's will. That's probably not true. But when this... When once... Once I finish... Once I finish up... Once I climb back into the lamp for the last time... Oh, well, actually, I should say climb out of the lamp for the last time. Yeah. Once I crawl... Once I... Once I... Spoiler alert. Once I... Claw and and grasp my way out of the lamp for the final time. Then I will be ready to to feel all those new feels. Because um, we were, before we started, you you said, uh, "What did you ask me?" Oh, I just lost my train of thought. This is important. Oh, you said you said you're more excited than I am. I think so. Yeah. You said you're more excited than I am about Hamilton, and I said, I. I don't. I honestly don't have the emotional space to be as excited as I want to be. Yeah, I, because yeah, I'm yes. still so so deep in Agrabah. Like that's still so much. There's still so much happening. There's yeah. there's, and we're preparing to close this monster of a show that's been. I mean, that's half a decade. Like it's almost half a decade yeah. of my life, like devoted to this. And so yeah, I'm uh, I'm very excited to learn with Hamilton and to grow with Hamilton. Um, but I have to close Aladdin first. Are you and thinking I'm, about that day, like the, the day after the very, very, very last performance of Aladdin, you'll be waking up. Do you think there'll be, I mean, I always think of that, like the last time I've done a show, the last time something's finished and none of my projects have ever lasted that long. But there's always like the moment, like the moment after I filmed my last show and I was just like, on the on the bus home, just like this is it's hard to explain this feeling of like relief, but also a bit of you know a bit morose and it's a phantom limb. It's like yeah. it's like it's yeah yeah. I it definitely I definitely am dreading a sense of loss. Yeah, 
and and a time of mourning almost like of course i'm excited of course i'm excited um change doesn't usually make me afraid but the idea of missing this makes me afraid that makes Mm. me afraid um because it's been it's been a long time and it's been a lot of sweat and tears and a lot of different people that I've performed it with, different relationships that have built because of Aladdin. And it, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, mm, it's almost like I have to go like bury my pet hamster in the backyard and I don't want to like, yeah. Hmm. And then you have a new hamster. No, I'll just get him stuffed. Dressed as an American president. <laughs> <laughs> the first American president, nonetheless. I was going to ask, as yes. an American, do you have... Because that's the weird thing about watching it as someone who's definitely not American. Yeah, there you go. I, you know, when I had to watch it quite a few times and listen to it quite a few before I even understood what was happening, mm-hmm. really... But I imagine you grow up learning all of this history. Yes and no. So do you have a relationship yes with... Yes and no. You'd be shocked at the the, <laughs> the, the, the the gaps in the American education system. Or maybe you wouldn't be shocked Shock by the gaps. Shock is a big word. Shock is a big word. But I imagine <laughs> that what you would be learning was like, this is how the great the great of, the, the great states became the most... The, pieces, the, yes. The pieces, birth of the pieces, country pieces, and pieces, nothing happened before Pieces get that. brushed over, pieces do not. And I grew up in West Virginia, which I love... I love the state of West Virginia with all my heart, but that that recent uh, polling of like education per state in West Virginia, I think, was like second or third from the bottom. Like it wasn't dead last, but it was real low. And I was like, great. Um, I want to see you at the Hamilton audition going now. Before I start, who's George Washington? <laughs> so this fictional story we're going to do. So none of this happened, right? This is all. This is all. Oh. <laughs> so no, my education, like in Morgantown where I grew up, luckily was a little a little better. Like they were, they were, they were Morgantown is tends to be can can be a lot more progressive than the rest of the state, and so uh, in education as well. And so, uh, and I've had two parents who who uh, were very encouraging of me uh, being curious and asking questions and learning. And so, like I I came out of there. With that. And I love history anyway, but uh, so yeah, it's it's a cool perspective. You know, having grown up with that as part of your history, and then being like, oh, okay, this is the way that it one still feels relevant, which is insane to think that it, that it does, um, and and two uh, is told in a way that makes it accessible to a lot more people, and that's exciting. That's exciting. Wasn't that? Was it, I mean that must be a few years ago. Was it? Was it when I want to say Joe Biden? No. Uncle Joe. No, it was Mike Pence. Was it Mike Pence who came in to watch Hamilton in New York, and they sort of he was being booed, and the cast like stopped. I don't know if they stopped the show. They went out afterwards, and they were like, they just gave this speech to him. Do you remember this? Does that ring a bell? This is years. It would have years had ago. to have been Mike Pence then. I but it couldn't it have been that many years if it was Mike Pence. It couldn't have been that many years because it's it was 2019. Af- so he. I mean, and, I think. If, I mean, maybe yeah. maybe my idea of many years is different. 
Well, fair, uh, two, fair. Three, two, three years ago. Really? Okay. I think, and then I think that, because there was this whole, why is he here, he shouldn't be watching this show, because this is not for him. I think maybe it wasn't But it should sense. be for everyone, shouldn't it? Well, I think that they just kind of, I'm trying to remember, I'm, I'm going to butcher it, but I think there was something, yeah, maybe look it up. I'm cheating so I'm not going to So I'm not going to fuck it up. up. But I do think there was a, they all, like the cast all stood on stage and just sort of talked to him and said something like, hey, theater's for everyone. And it's, I think kind of just, um... Um, Mike Pence was booed yeah. and uh, this would have been after the election Yeah. And so this is 2016 that makes sense, yeah after audiences jeered vice president-elect at, at, so yeah, 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 this is before he was vice president uh-huh. uh, and then they spoke they said something, yes they did we yes. are the diverse Americans anxious you will not protect us that's fair that's amazing that's fair yeah yeah you're suddenly going to be part of a production that's political mm-hmm. in its very just exist just by existing. Are you saying Aladdin isn't political? Because it's not. <laughs> I don't think I've been reading into it a lot. <laughs> no. um, yeah, you're going to be part of something that's yeah. a bit more yeah. like. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, it's exciting. That's the thing that excites you. That's it. It excites me anytime. When you're when you're, I mean, there's there's. The the uh, in the times that we live in now, there's a strong pro immigrant and immigration message in Hamilton that could could really could really be heard loud and should really be heard loud and clear right now. And so I thought, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm on board. I'm and you're not just American; you're also an immigrant. In this I'm literally country. an immigrant in this country. Um, I'm the president in my home country, who's seems very anti-immigration so, yeah. even though he's married to an immigrant um go figure uh yeah, of course is is frustrating and so yeah i'm 100 percent for this but yeah i like the uh but like but like you're saying yeah theater i don't know if they should boo him because theater should be for everyone it should be for everyone yeah it should be i don't th- yeah i think that's why the cast didn't the cast they didn't just spoke him. to yes, him in a yes, very nice way. But then the cast made a good point. It's like, yeah, what it, yeah. what's they're nervous about? Yeah, this is why we're. This is why people will probably feel. This is why people inclined are, to booing. Yeah, you. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we're all terrified. And so far, as far as inclusion and uh, inclusion and progress go, uh, the it's been a disappointing couple of years. You talked about cancel culture. Yeah. What's your what's your passion about that? Oh, <laughs> you have those eyes. You're like, yeah. Well, I'm fascinated. I'm fascinated because you were saying you had worked with a comedian. Someone who's canceled now. Yeah, he's canceled now, and I am. I'm torn on the idea of cancel culture. I'm torn on the idea mm-hmm. of cancel culture, and here's where I'm at because mm-hmm. I think a lot of the opinions that I formed, and a lot of the overall idea of pride and acceptance and empathy that I carry and that I try to inform everything with that. But a lot of that came from hearing shit that I disagree with and being able to make the choice of, oh, I see what they're saying, but here's why I think that's wrong. And I fear that Everybody who says something we don't like, if we just mute them out, if we just cover them with, if we just, if we, if we retract everything they're saying, that there's stuff we don't get to learn about ourselves and arguments that we don't get to 
hopefully educate someone else on by just silencing them. Mm. Um, so that's my, that's my fear of cancel culture. I think the fear is my fear of it is, uh, that I feel like by canceling someone, we're almost saying like, not only this is an, an anomaly, 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 Mm -hmm. but it's also like, I, it's not me. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, this this person did something racist. This person did something transphobic. This person said something this. It's very easy to say, so you're cancelled. Yeah. Instead of saying, oh, could I also one day yeah. suddenly do this? Because or of course have we I? Could. Or have Am I? Am I doing this on a daily basis without thinking about it? That I'm, I'm not too... being held accountable for. Yeah, that so I'm like, not being... So it's so easy for me to say, oh, my God, that person is awful. Yeah. <laughs> I would never. But instead... We should all be very, 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 very better at looking into, into yes. ourselves and go, okay, let me just unpick my own emotions. And I completely and my agree. Because pro- we're, all, we're all problematic. And it's different if someone's hurting someone. It's different if someone yeah, yeah. is causing genuine physical or genuine emotional harm to yeah. someone. And then we um, to, and you can cancel someone by going, right, you just shouldn't work in an industry where you have Have access power. to those people. Yeah. Or you, you take the power away from them. Yeah, absolutely. But I think... It's different with cases of, of abuse. It's different with that. But I think be, when you dig up somebody's old tweets, yeah, old shitty like tweets, bullshit, yeah. and then you've decided that their entire career is over because of that, that's not that's not helpful to either side. Yeah. To either side, it's not helpful. And I know that the thought is not that there not that there should be sides, as a matter of fact, but yeah. there are. But <laughs> yeah, much there are. definitely are. Ideally, there wouldn't be. Yeah. But like, it's not helpful. Like as as like I'm I'm as I'm as liberal and progressive as I can possibly be. Like, I'm like 100% live the life that works for you because what I do may not work for you. What you do may not work for me, but they're your decisions and they're yours to make. And they're, nobody should be informing that other than yourself. Um, uh, with that in mind, there's, uh, even when you get these very aggressive, conservative voices, even if I disagree with them strongly, even if they say some shit that that can be hurtful and can be upsetting, I don't think the solution is to just erase them. Because I don't think we can. I think then we just push them into their own bubbles. We should argue with but them. But I think there's, a, I mean, there's, it, it's very hard to talk about, isn't it, on a general level? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very much a case-by-case basis, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. But I think... I think the argument is key. I think the argument to, is key. Yeah, it's hard to figure out, but also it's so easy to to attack or silence or mute or whatever a person instead of going right well what's the source of this this is a an ideology this is a Mm -hmm. you know nazis are taking over europe this is not one person saying one thing in one show or in one article this is a huge problem and where does it stem from we have to see the connections between uh racism and fat phobia and Mm -hmm. transphobia and homophobia and like how it all stems from the same core and let's try and attack the core and you know capitalism and the patriarchy and these things instead of being like oh that one person if we just if we just kill that person then everything will be fine no you have to go beyond that you have to go beyond that that's a symptom it's a symptom it's just someone who said it out loud and for that to happen we need to acknowledge our own 
complicitness yeah, in this. We're all shitty people for the most part. I tweeted on my nine nine year anniversary of starting to do stand up, I tweeted like a picture of me very young being like, Oh, this is back when I was writing horrifically offensive jokes and I was just a, a bad person or something mm-hmm. like that. It was like a little jokey joke. And then people started commenting going, You would never you would never yes, look I would. and I was like, Oh my god, have you do you have any idea what I did when I was <laughs> what was it 21 or something do you have any idea the offensive shit I said mm-hmm. and did and still do because that's how we but are like, as people but we should I mean we should all be striving to learn and improve yeah. we should be we should be looking to improve ourselves and to yeah. be a better version of myself than I was yesterday like that should be yeah the goal and we all grew up in this society which is horrifically <laughs> like treating anyone who's not a white shade man horrifically. Mm-hmm. So of course we all have that in our bones, yeah. you know. Of course yeah. we all have to constantly unlearn. And you have these moments and... of these flare-ups of anger, these flare-ups of hate, and they mm-hmm. manifest in different ways. And confusion and, like, and confu- fear. Yes, and... fear is. Ugh, yeah. Fear is the most prevalent, and it's like fear informs the others, if anything else, mm. and it's and it's. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like yeah. I mean, like even if you look at, like. Like if 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 if, let's say my I shouldn't say this out loud. But like like if a particular like, like I, I talk to somebody on the phone. Like we have a conversation. Like if by magic that conversation like oh Trevor's canceled. It's like it's like, but like we we speak to our friends and we we joke about things. You we joke about things. We laugh about things. And it's like, it's not that it's not that we ever aim to harm. We don't mm-hmm. aim to harm. And I think if someone does aim to harm, then that's another yeah. issue. But this, um, I think that's also about... So, like, say you said something in an interview, and then suddenly it was like, you're cancelled. I think I would then speak to you, and I'd be like, whoa, why did you say that? Yeah. And then, you know, do whatever I could to be like, this is why you're wrong. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't listen or take it in, and you kept being like, no, I'm right about this. Yeah. And... I kept trying to talk to you and you just kept and then you might make a public statement saying I meant it <laughs> they should all go back home Oof. or whatever you'd say Oof. Oof. <laughs> I chose that because it would be ironic <laughs> yeah <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> so it's like when do you when do you kind of go right but then I don't think that person should have as much uh, of a of platform, a platform. anymore yeah. and, that, but, and then there's a way of thinking okay when is it hurting more than it's you know but I I it, I think a lot of people, when they do react to that, react with a lot of emotion. And of course they do, because a lot of mm-hmm. it's so personal. Yeah. But I think it is more constructive to kind of be like, right, okay, can we talk to this person? See. Can we have a conversation? And it's going to be a very uncomfortable conversation. It's very, very uncomfortable calling people out and asking them to please reconsider if what they're doing might not be really correct. And, oh, I've tried to call people out and it's so uncomfortable and I hate doing it. And it's... I who foo 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 foo. This is see the beginning of my year was very eventful. Um, <laughs> I had someone that I had worked with on a project very recently, and I'm not I'm not going to say this person's name. Um, I was very disappointed by something that they had posted mm. on social media. Um, it was it was a it was a racist depiction of blackface it was very hurtful and i was hurt and i was angry and i was like oh i can't and i was like how do i respond to this and like and and i i remember i showed my mother and my mother who it's a different perspective because she literally lived through segregation like she grew up with 
oh, we have to walk on this side of the street so that the white people can walk on the other side of the street. My mother grew up with that. So her immediate response was, you need to take this up with who was ever in charge. This needs to be, there needs to be action taken against this. And I was like, but I think more than that, I wanted to, because I knew this person and I liked this person and I worked with this person and we had a relationship that was the business relationship, but also I enjoyed this human being. And I was like, I would rather educate. But it took me a solid two months almost before I was willing to sit down and have this conversation with her because I was like, I didn't want to be angry. Um, I didn't want to come from a place of attack. I wanted to say, this was offensive and this is why. Did you know that this is offensive? No, you didn't? Well, then this is what you can learn going forward. And that's the conversation we eventually had. But through those two months of waiting, I also had this 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 niggling sensation of like why do i have to be the one that teaches why mm. do i have to mm. why can't i just be upset and angry and say throw my hands up and say well i'm not going to speak to this person anymore and honestly since that conversation our relationship is better now we're better friends um and i think she looks at everything a little differently and understands a little differently and but she really like of course there was the initial response of and pushback whenever we started the conversation um as i think anyone would have when they're mm. being called out on something that's genuinely hurt someone it's like well i didn't mean to do that i didn't mean to do that, that wasn't what i meant to do and it's like mm. i get that but once we got through that once we got through that that cloud of of defense the defense cloud that goes up first um she listened and she heard it and she took it on board and that is the ideal type of conversations we would have mm. with with people who are hurtful because yeah. they don't all mean to be yeah they don't all mean to be and this is also why it's so important for allyship yes so there's and i'm not going to say what but there's currently a very public campaign happening Oof. that is very horrible and what is we haven't talked is, about this but i think i know what you're talking about yeah let's do that off the yeah, <laughs> off we'll do that. um but there are a lot of allies who are taking care of it so the people who are hurt by this campaign there's that campaign there is there is a poster for it literally at my bus stop yeah and i look at it every morning when i'm coming in and i'm just like like i look at it i look at it right at the bus stop mm. and i'm just like I'm so, I'm not even mad. I'm yeah. disappointed. Yeah. Because I felt like, I felt like we were getting better with education. Yeah. Yeah. And then you take pseudoscience and yeah. you damn a people. Yeah. It's, you it's, damn yeah. a people. And, but, and that's exactly one of the things where you're just so hurt. And, you know, hate, hate crimes against uh, us are just rising because of that. Yeah. You know, people can, you can feel it physically, every single day you can just feel yeah. it's getting worse. But loads of, loads of allies have actually gone in who are not personally affected by it. Mm -hmm. They are going in to try and stop it. Good. And it is such, the but feeling the of key. someone that's else the key. doing it yeah. is so, I'm just so grateful. Yeah. And I shouldn't be grateful because, you know, you should just, you know, it should be natural for people to just do that. But, like thank fuck someone's doing, and that's all because I've called someone out on a, another comedian for being putting up something very fat phobic, and I just and I was like, oh, and I really didn't want to do it. He wasn't a friend friend, but he was someone I respected. And yeah. I was like, and I was just like, hey, and I'm saying this to you because 
I think you want to know this and I think you want to do the right thing and you've just slightly posted something here that's not and I see why you would say that but and I was trying to be so nice about it and so unemotional you're walking on eggshells up to the oh, yeah 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 and I was really and it was it's just, and then he and he reacted so strongly like he was like well I heard you do that offensive joke in 2013 I was like yeah no I did and I'm sorry I didn't know you heard that I'm very sorry I can explain why I was new I was stressed I didn't know better I would never do that now. If there's anything I can do, let me know. I'm, of course, would never do that. And I only did yeah. one, blah, 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 all these things. And I was like, yeah, you're absolutely right for calling me out on that. I'm sorry you've had to carry that with you for mm -hmm. all this time. You know, so yeah, of course. And I will never do that again. But like it comes back but to also trying to be a better yeah. version of yourself. Exactly. But forward. then he was just like, and then from now on, he's just like, hates me. And it's like, <laughs> that's <laughs> like, disappointing though. Trashes that's me in podcasts and like could not handle it. And that made me go, yeah, I don't think I'm going to be doing that anytime mm. soon again. I told someone about um, someone who had done a bad thing in the industry, in a industry. Pick one, pick one. Yeah. <laughs> Some, like, an experience I had had, someone who had done something bad to me, and I told someone who worked with the person, and they immediately said, no, 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 he's such a great guy. And I just went, oh, I guess I'm never telling anyone anymore. Uh, and then he, he eventually got back to me the day after and said, I'm so sorry I reacted like that. I've had a thought about it. I'm not going to work with him anymore, blah, blah, blah. So everything was fine. Yeah. But there was that moment of, oh, I'm never telling anyone ever again. Because it's so close to you yeah. when that thing happens. And I do think, to bring it all the way back to cancel culture, like in how it's bad, I do think we also have to have room for the people who do just go, you're canceled because it hurts. And mm -hmm. because they're like, of course, you know what? because they're be in pain, they're yeah. in pain. They'd be like, it would be better if I sat down, had this chat with them. But you know what? This hurts too much. You're just canceled. That's now. fair. Absolutely. Because yeah. whatever your and, and, I, and I, 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 this is like my thing. Whatever your experience is, whatever your experience is, whatever you're feeling, even if I didn't mean to hurt you for you, it's 100 percent mm. valid. It is 100 percent valid. So in that sense. Yes, I should apologize. I should attempt to mend that, even if I didn't mean to do the harm. So for those people who have an immediate knee-jerk reaction of, I cannot handle this. I can't, I will not process this. I will not engage with this. Um, you can't shit on them for that being their response. Mm. Because in that moment, that's what they feel is valid and necessary for their own physical survival. and mental health. Yeah. For their own survival. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, we really uh, dove the fuck in today, we didn't have. we? Yeah. Uh, what's your, um, what's it called? Cur not curfew. What's your cutoff point? Well, my mom likes me to be home before the streetlights are on. <laughs> um, it also depends on if I have my bike. And, you know, it's summer, so, like, the, the sun stays up longer. So I want to um, ask you at least two more questions, but it's almost, almost uh, half past three. I'm good, I'm good. I'm okay. good, I'm good. I'm good. We can keep going. Because well, I want to talk about... I really want to talk about something that we did. We collaborated on something. Oh my god, yes. And well, it was So let me this is okay, I'm going to ask you this question. Okay. Okay. Uh the question is asked on every episode, which is what do you um what would you most want for me to ask you? Um mm, I would want you to ask me and this ties back into it ties back into everything we've been talking about, especially with, like, cancel culture and the internet. Um, I would most want you to ask me about 
almost like a debriefing about our collaboration. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Because it's been months since we did oh. it. It's been a couple months I'm since so we ex- did it. Yeah, I'm so, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. You have an amazing that. book that's out. Um, and we, before, right before the book was released, did a couple videos with my band Neighborhood Goliath, which I will now shamelessly plug at Neighbor Goliath. That's neighbor spelled without a U because I'm American. Um, <laughs> we did a couple videos where we took internet hate that you yeah. get from people. Uh, you would show them to me, and I would improv them into a couple of our songs. And it was really fun. It <laughs> like, was so It was really, good. really fun. And ca- the songs were really catchy. <laughs> <laughs> well, those songs... So, like, we're trying to finish this new album now. Those songs, the the, the Neighborhood Goliath version of the songs, not the, not the collaboration <laughs> version of the songs, will both be on this new album. So um, excited. The guy who normally does the artwork for the band, Das, who's... Phenomenal. He did the artwork for our EP for our last full album, and I'm talking to him about doing the artwork for our next full album. Um, but I'm not going to have him do the artwork for this one. I'm talking to another guy, a friend of mine, Jacob, who really does a different style of artwork. And I was like, because we were initially talking about doing pictures for it, and I was like, in between then, I was like, ooh, I want Jake. I've wanted to collaborate with Jacob anyway, and I was like, this would be the perfect project for him to like get on and like illustrate and create this thing and so i'll show you some of his stuff afterwards i'm so excited he's amazing and so like he's gonna i've talked to him and he's on a little holiday right now where he actually went to uh where the actual like the goonies rock is like where the big the big like rock out in the middle of the water at the end of the goonies when they like when the ship's coming out and have you not seen i'm very the goonies i'm very young and danish and i don't know what else excuse i can use for this then it's fine i hear you, I forgive you. My feelings are valid. And I accept your feelings are 100% <laughs> valid, and I accept you as you are. But do know that we're going to watch the Goonies together at some sure. point. Um, but, like, he was, like, posting on his on his Instagram, like, the Goonies rock, and I was like, oh, my God! Like, I had, like, a full nerd out of, like, because the Goonies was, like, life. Oh, I sure. love that movie. I I'm love excited that movie. to see it with you. I love that movie. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so he's, like, he's super into, like, nerd culture and stuff as well, which he and I connect on that, and so, uh, he lives in Florida, but he's going to do the artwork for us. And so we're going to have amazing. this really special little release yeah. that will coincide. Because there's these two videos we did with uh, with uh, Chris Gardner, who's uh, stills in motion. They're f- phenomenal. They've uh, shot... We're shooting four music videos for the new album. Um, we've shot one. Uh, we're going to kind of bank... We're trying to bank content right now of like okay we have this 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 so then when we release the actual album which will be probably january february at the top of the year um then we have stuff to just roll out and be like okay look at all this stuff that comes with it and hopefully people listen and pay attention we should do a launch we should do like a launch of the two songs and just that would be fun you could do some songs and i could do some stand-up and all the proceeds would go to charity who can buy the songs that sounds like a really good idea yeah can i just say you're amazing to work with it's very few people i work with who are as just perfect at it as you are why because i feel like because i'm because i'm insane and and yeah uh... because i i'm usually the insane one i'm the one who's like you know, someone mentions something, and then the next day I'm like, right, okay, so I have the spreadsheets, and I've made all the arrangements. No, and like, that's 100% that. how I operate. Like, I can't... It makes me appreciate how good I am to work with. No, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a nightmare control freak, and the fact that my band hasn't 
literally set me on fire is, is a miracle. Like, I swear we're going to go to a band meeting. They're just going to be waiting with matches and gasoline. And, like, they're like, this is the day. This is the day. Um, but they tolerate me, um, which I appreciate that they tolerate me. I wouldn't say they accept me, but they tolerate me. So. But uh, it was so much fun working out this this approach to it. Like, yeah. I really, really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed that. I think for me, the worst thing, the the worst and the deepest and the darkest and the most ugh, horrible things about life in general, it's not trolls, but it's kind of what the trolls represent. It's misogyny. It's mm-hmm. fatphobia. It's hate and it's fascism and it's dark. And it's just like everything that's bad is yeah. com- it's like manifested through people writing shitty things online. Mm-hmm. And everything that's good in my life is friendships and connections and music and yeah. and then from a more like not shallow point of view but like what I enjoy in any art I enjoy that isn't comedy is voices so like mm-hmm, your voice mm-hmm. I love big voices so it was almost like I took it was it's like we took everything that I think is the best thing in my everything that makes everything better and then use that to sort of just demolish. We the just took stuff. all that. We took all the bad stuff, and we yeah. filtered it through the things that you enjoy, and yeah. created something that people have really seemed to yeah. latch onto. Yeah. And I think I think it was really cool. It's on. Um, uh, if if people haven't seen it yet, it's we put it on YouTube, right? Is it on YouTube? I don't think we put it on YouTube. I think we, we put, put it, it on. on we should put it on YouTube. It was a very organized chaos of a day, and like the thing is, it's always going to be chaos, and that's yeah. what I've I've come to grips with them like it will always be chaos but if i can organize everything before the chaos washes over then i don't feel completely out of control that's amazing i appreciate it so much no it's weird it's weird i like i like listen i like it uh which leads like me it's on. it's misuse of the term ocd it's misuse of the term because it's not actual ocd it's just me being an asshole <laughs> but, but i mean uh, sometimes as someone with ocd i i I find it hard to differentiate. <laughs> sometimes probably just an asshole. Sometimes, oh no. Oh, oh no, 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 oh, no. Because you had your, you had your, what was it? The Chester drawers yeah, in your, you had the Chester drawers in your, in your flat. That was the most recent one. Was yes. I had to get it was so, Billy, Billy from uh, Facebook Marketplace to come and just take away my I'm Chester just glad drawers. Billy didn't, didn't murder you in your flat. Like no, he get, he, he's, he does uh, floor, up, flooring. Okay. So he gave me his uh, business card and said I could always get um, some discount on some fl- flooring work. Oh, is that a euphemism? <laughs> I, it could actually be. It could be. <laughs> it I'm not saying be. I didn't consider it. Okay, fair, fair, fair. Hey, Billy. Hey, Billy. <laughs> My floors are just dirty. <laughs> My floors have been dirty, dirty floors. <laughs> yeah. Ever since that chest of drawers left. <laughs> it comes with his actual machine. What? Um, <laughs> so these, I need the work. Billy fine. needs the work. Billy needs the work. So... Uh, yeah, that was my most recent one. Was the chest of drawers that had to leave my flat or I would die. Um, so they left, and I'm not dead. So and you're not dead. It worked. So. so no, so I have no actual OCD. I just am obsessed with organization, and that's partly because well, I'm sure that stems from some trauma somewhere. I'm sure we could. I mean, if, if you're just obsessed, but if you're also obsessed and compulsive, then I think you're how you're, you're always there. <laughs> I don't know you, how. Listen, com- I don't know ther- how compulsive. We're I am. gonna have another one of these in about a year, and then you will have been in therapy, and then you can get all your diagnosis. Or <laughs> I will have been burned to death by my band members, and then you'll have a mo- a mo- an oh, episode in memoriam God. of uh, yeah. Trevor Dan Nicholas. That's very exciting. And his charred remains. <laughs> that is very exciting. You can speak to my urn. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask you the last question that I was asked. Yes. Which um, 
you must have asked answered before, but because you've had quite an eventful year, mm -hmm. maybe it's changed. So, also, I have slightly changed my way of asking it. Oh, so sorry. maybe you're gonna. I mean, I've just I'm now asking it in a way that makes it more obvious what it means because <laughs> a lot of people didn't really answer the question. So, don't remember if you did. But anyways, doesn't matter. You're in the delivery room. And you've just been born. I remember this question. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. Well, just wait for the twist this time. Let's just ask it a bit differently. Okay. So you're holding tiny you in your arms, mm -hmm. right? And Trevor is terrified because there's lights and sounds everywhere and it's very scary. And he's looking at you like, what the fuck? What is this? Is this, is this life? Is this what I've come out to see? Just lights and sounds and noises and people. And this is horrible. <laughs> like, what, what have you, what's happening? And you know how his life is going to look. And now, actually, you know more about how his life is going to look than you did the last time you asked, answered this question. Um, and you can't change anything. You can't change the future. You can't tell him to do anything differently. What he's asking you is, what will life be like? And he's asking it in a kind of hesitant way because it doesn't seem great. So he's crying. He's scared. He's looking at you saying, what, what will life be? What would you say to teeny tiny baby Trevor? I'm going to lie to baby Trevor. I'm going to lie to him. Um, I'm going to tell him he has absolutely nothing to worry about. That it's always going to be the best experiences. That everything always ends up okay. Um, that good balances out evil in the world. Um, that people are always kind and good to each other. Um, and I'm going to tell him that the consequences for his actions won't always come back to bite him in the ass. Um, because I don't want to change where I end up now. And I don't want to change the things that I learn now. And I feel like that blind optimism, especially from an early age, is, for me, is, is key to where I am today. And I'm far more cynical and dour now than I was then. Um, I acknowledge that I acknowledge now that uh, like I've said we're all shitty people are shitty people are shitty to other people um, but not everyone hashtag not all men mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, not everyone um, and so when you find those those glimmers of people like yourself, the fact that the first time we met was doing this, and like I was genuinely like, oh my god, I found this this other human being who is this wonderful person, and like I'm so glad we've become friends since then. And like, but all the, all the all the the crap that gets thrown at baby young, beautiful chocolate Trevor, brand new, still covered in muck from his from his mother's womb. Uh, Everything he has coming his way that won't be easy. Um, everything that eventually chips away at that optimism to, to a, a much more cynical approach to the world and to human interaction. Um, it's still... He, keep, he kept pushing through it. Um, and so I, I attribute a lot of that to a sense of anything can happen anything anything can be good anything can be positive and uh so i'm gonna i'm gonna give him all positivity less honesty all positivity not that i'm condoning lying to your children but 
lie to your children. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing this. Of course. Where, where can people find your work? Um, is it by any chance in one of the biggest uh, musical shows in the entire universe? <laughs> oh, well, yeah, depending on... Um, let's just plug it in case it doesn't plug it, sell Let's plug out. it. Yeah. Just in case tickets aren't selling well. Um, uh, I will be performing in... I can give you an exact date. I will be performing in... I'll be there at every single performance. Every single every performance? Single it's going to get pricey. Um, yeah. I'll be performing the my scheduled... We'll say we'll say middle of November. We'll say middle of November. When is your birthday? My birthday is the 5th of November. So I get, ever since I moved to England, I get fireworks for my birthday every year. Oh, yeah. So remember, remember the 5th of November. And I always have watched uh, V for Vendetta every year on my birthday anyway. I love it so like, much. I love that movie so much. And so I watch it every Prince year on my Charles birthday. Prince Charles Cinema usually has it on. I know. And I'm always working. And I'll be working oh, yeah, this course. year. But this year I'll just be in rehearsal so I could actually go in the evening. Um... But I, uh, but middle of November, I'll start performances in Hamilton at the Victoria Palace Theater, which is crazy. Um, because August the 24th is our last performance here at Disney's Aladdin. And I'll be done being the genie. So when you're listening to this, I'm probably not the genie anymore, except in your hearts. Um, oh, and uh, what else? Definitely follow me on, I'm uh, at Astonishing Trev on everything, on uh on uh, the Instagram and the and the Twitter, um, follow my band at Neighbor Goliath. Neighbor Goliath, Neighborhood Goliath is the name of the band, but Neighbor Goliath is the actual uh, tag, the actual at with no U because I'm American. Um, and we have a new album that should be out in the beginning of 2020. Can you pre-order? Not yet because it's not done. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's uh I'm terrified and excited about the new songs because they're really honest and they're all about different forms of addiction to uh, people and things and, and experiences and emotions and it's yeah so I'm really scared what I've heard is really great I'm hyper honest I'll play you something as we, as we pack up <gasps> I'll play something like yes. actually like like a rough mix of something but yeah check it out um, I love you Sof I love you this is fun always. thank you for doing this of course no Thank you for listening to my episode with Trevor Dion Nicholas. I I can't possibly exaggerate how much I love him. He has such a good energy. I'm so happy I met him. I met him through this podcast. I wouldn't have met him if it wasn't for this podcast. I made a friend through the podcast. And you know what? I didn't just make a friend. I made a lot of friends. Because if you sign up to support this podcast financially on patreon.com you can become a friend of the podcast and therefore me uh, but i don't like people so um so let's not hang out and um it's genuinely so helpful oh i wanted to t so i just went in to check on the patreon account and uh, there's quite a lot of you that say under uh, status it says declined so and i don't really know what that means in practice i feel like it means that for some reason you're card was declined so in case that you have changed your bank uh number the, what's it called you get a new bank card or if it tried to deduct but then it couldn't and you need to do something just go and give it a check that is in case you actually do want to uh keep supporting the podcast uh if you do that would that's very nice of you <laughs> so please go and do that patreon.com forward slash um made of human podcast no mopod m-o-h-p-o-d and you can sign up to give anywhere, well, whatever you want per episode. 
a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, a million dollars, whatever you want to give you. Um, are very, very, very helpful. Uh, for example, I had to get new mic stand like mic holders like tiny mic stands for the microphones because the ones I had the microphone kept just falling down and it would interrupt our conversations a lot now I got these nice little sturdy mic stands which is uh, necessary to say the least to do this podcast and that's all because of you and your help uh yeah super helpful very 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 pleased and I'm also excited to be meeting you when I go on tour because I rec- because I'm gonna about to say all of your names and I've done that a lot. I'm gonna be remembering your names and there's so ma- there's so often on this tour people have come up to me and said I am a blah blah and I'd be like oh my god I've said your name so many times and it's always fun. Uh, you are my favorites of all of the people uh, that uh, I I have ever names that I have ever said. I'm just gonna I've already rambled too much in this episode so I'm just gonna say your names now. Thank you so much to these people who, per today's date, you know, I do record them in advance. So if you've just signed up and I'm not going to say your name, I will eventually. Don't worry about it. So a massive thank you to Alan Bland. You're sort of new, Alan. Welcome. Andrea Papillon, Andrew January, Andy Walker, Anya Knoblauch, Autumn Blue Sky, Barry Norton, Caitlin, Kat Posse, Kathy Beveridge, Cherry Winter, Claire McCowlin, Danny Beckett, Daniel Reifersheed, Eleanor, Emma Chant, Fenella Dunn, Privacy, Osiris, Aurora Teratops, Grace, Anne, you're new, new, you are new too. Wow, what a sentence. You are new too. <laughs> Grace, welcome. Hannah Rose Tristram, Held Van Dyke, Harry Minow, Ida Sugolasen, Josie, Kathleen Gudmundsen, Kathy Draxelbauer, Katie Hatfield, Katie Trav- Kathy Travis, Kaylee Renu, Kim Williams, Kirsten Davidson, Chrissy Nicholson, you're new. Uh, welcome. Lil- Larry and Hilly French. <laughs> M. Dash, Maury Fraser, Marquesa Dubalova, Megan Roberts, O Patreon, my Patreon. O Tigorifico, or just Tigorific. Uh, Paul Swaddle, Perpetual Motion, Pierre Fenne, Rachel Evenheim, Rachel Ferdy, Rachel Phillips, Ragdoll, Rianne, Ryan Rivers, Rianne. Uh, Robert Knowles, Robin Cabell, Russell Hughes, uh, Sarah Ferrer, I guess it's Sarah L.A., Sus- Sarah Plumer, Susie Tyler, Victoria Greer, Victoria Layton, and Sarah Morali. You lovely people. Thank you so, so, so much for all of your support. I love you very, very much. Remember to sign up for my newsletter and see me on tour. Thank you for supporting. Thank you to Dave Pickering for editing this episode, to Harriet Brain for writing and recording the jingle, and to Justine McNichol for the logo. Thank you to Soho Theatre for letting me record these episodes there. Uh, in this case, for the, as in general, this particular episode, it was um, whatever theatre Aladdin is in, but I don't even know who really allowed to be there, so never mind. This podcast was produced by Dying Alone Limited. I will speak to you next week. Bye! Oh, pie.